Welcome to Simple Faith with host Dale Carlson, bringing solid Christian answers to your questions and concerns. Changing Radio. Here's host Dale Carlson. Good afternoon. Welcome to Simple Faith uh, Radio Program. Uh, my name is Dale Carlson. I'm here with Bob Bomier and Jeremy St. Hilaire. And you are in for a treat today. Boy, it has been hot here in the in the studio as we've been talking, getting ready for this uh, this um, this uh, interview today. And we're going to do something special. You ha you folks have not been able to call in uh, uh, for the last couple of weeks because our guests have been uh, from far away and they've tied up our phone line, so you couldn't call in. So we're going to open up the phone line immediately today. So uh, the phone number is 725-9224, and we welcome your call-ins today. Jeremy's been on uh, as a guest with us a couple times talking about what it's like to, uh, to be a drug addict and what Jesus has done in his heart. And he's in the process right now of starting a program, along with uh, Pastor Bob Bomier, called The Way Out. And that's a program for drug addicts to get involved with that, uh, that, are, that are struggling with their addictions and want to find the way out and uh, we believe that uh, that that Jesus is our way out and he's he is a very powerful way out if not the only yes, way out yes, and so Jeremy is here today he's uh, recently um, I guess uh, recently uh, how do I want to say it you were in jail last uh, April right <laughs> <laughs> yes I was dead. and uh, <laughs> And uh, God spoke to him in a in a powerful way, and has uh, has you know the Jeremy I see today is not the Jeremy I saw two two years ago. And Pastor Bob has known Jeremy since he was uh, 15 years old. Jeremy is 38 now. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, we were talking about uh, him him uh, uh, getting caught uh, when he was 15 years old, and Jeremy said, "Well, that was the first time he got caught, but uh, there was a lot, a lot going on before then." So, uh, so Jeremy, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. Uh, Bob and Jeremy are working on this together. Bob is a is a re has recovered from alcoholism and drugs for 40, about 42 years for, ago. 42 years ago, and so you mm -hmm. know where this young man yes, is coming I from. Do know. And uh, and I haven't had that experience, Jeremy. And I'm a lot a lot alike with the people out there who are listening today. And I know that some of you maybe have friends or relatives that have been involved with drug addiction, and that you might have some questions. Or concerns uh, that you can share with Jeremy, and I believe Jeremy and and Pastor Bob are a couple that can can probably guide you in the right direction uh, dealing with somebody that's uh, that's that's um, that that's disappointed you, or uh, or betrayed you in some ways uh, in the past. So so, um, but I want let's start out, Jeremy. Let's let's hear about the let's hear about your program called The Way Out. 
Well, what we're doing right now is we're meeting once a week, every Thursday at 6.30. Um, I'm offering a dinner, um, and we watch a video, and then we have a discussion point. We have an open discussion. And basically what we're doing is building a foundation right now and having fellowship with one another. You know, getting to learn, you know, building um, relationships is yep. basically where we're at right now. So you're taking these guys out for dinner. I understand you're paying the bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me and Pastor both pay for it. Yep. Um, you know, one week I'll pay for it. One week he pays for it. Um, you know, but it's great to serve. Yeah, yeah. You know, yep. I've been, I was selfish most of my life. And and now it's finally good to give back. And you made rigatoni, I heard last uh, last last time around. Is that right? Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought it came out good. I mean, yeah. me and Pastor sat there, made it together. We had great yeah. fellowship, and you know, everybody that came said it's been the best program that they've ever been to. Yeah, and how, how many people came? Um, last week it was only six of us. Well, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but you know, you got to look at the people that you have there. That's right. And, and pay attention to those people. Mm. You know, if you can't serve the six, how are you going to serve 600? Yeah, that's, right. That's, right. that's exactly right. And yeah. every person's important. That's I mean, right. I've had times in church when the attendance was down and somebody would come in and say, where is everybody? And I'm standing right in front of them. I, I kind of feel maybe I'm a nobody, right? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's important. That's right. Well, in in the uh, the the uh, like you said, the uh, you getting to know and building that solid core group is really important. And you've only had what three meetings so far? Or? Uh, it's actually we've actually had five meetings. Five, now. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, um, and you know, it's mostly the same people that have been there since the beginning are the ones that are still coming. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we invite people, and some people don't show up. You know, and that happens a lot in recovery or in ministry. Mm -hmm. Period. Right. Yeah. Y you know, we we ask our friends, our families to come, and it seems like a lot of times they they always say that they're going to be there, and they don't they don't come. But I know that from experience as an addict myself. You, know, <laughs> you so. can. I wish you could see the grin on his face right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So so uh, where where do you plan on going with this program? Um, eventually, I'd like to open up um, other meetings. Um, I'd love to have like a vocational training. You know, it's about sustaining y your sobriety. You know, because we can get sober. There's so many programs to get sober. But having that community and to be able to support one another, to build each other one up, to learn how skills, you know, I'd love to teach people coping skills and and basically teach people who they are as people. Mm -hmm. You know, I think our biggest step is a self-assessment Yeah. to see who we are as people. Yeah. You know, you got to learn to love yourself and then and then you can move on from there. So and, and, we, and we need to know that, that we have a creator that loves us. That's right. And that we are loved, and and we're not just uh, the uh, rejected, you know, in society, uh, but that we're important, and and uh, that is so important. And I think as we reach out and and love people, as God loves us, and uh, how do, how does that look? You know, um, and is there risk? Um, well. There's always risk, right? Yeah. You know, I I was just reminding them when I was, I'd been sober for a couple of years, and I had met my wife, and she was a college graduate, and and I didn't even have a GED, and I was, my whole background was drugs and alcohol and and all that, and I'd failed at about everything I ever did in life, and the pastor was so concerned that her decision 
to marry me that he even preached a sermon saying, don't marry a fool. Mm. And, you know, I look back on that and I understand where he was coming from. Mm -hmm. You know, there's risk involved. And my wife took that risk, but she said she heard the Lord, you know, uh, that I was the one that she was to marry. And here we are now married uh, 39 years. Um, so yes. maybe she really did hear the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but honestly, you know, there is risk yeah. involved in working with chemically dependent people. Right. Um, but we need to be willing to take that risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, as an addict, when we, when we start, we're trying to cover up something, a trauma or something that's gone wrong in our life or as depression or, or any kind of mental illness, usually it derives from a mental illness or from a background that we, you know, fatherless homes is mm-hmm. a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we do is the drug is not the problem at first. It's really the solution to the underground problem. And then we use that drug and then it becomes an addiction. And then we, we just dig ourselves holes, mm-hmm. you know, and it, sometimes it seems like they're holes that we can't climb ourselves out of. And as we're getting clean and trying to maintain our sobriety, those uh, what happens is it opens back up the door of why we first started using in the first place. And that's a hard place to, to come out of and to deal with. So then we have to, to conquer that one as well. You know, so it's not just the addiction and all the problems that came with addiction, failed relationships and you know, stealing things and hurting people and just basically being a menace to society, mm-hmm. you, well, you know. You, you said something that is so important to, to know, that many times people who are addicted are people who have had some sort of traumas in their life. That's correct. Uh, with me, my dad died when I was 13. Uh, he was an alcoholic and a drug abuser as well. Um, there's a lot of trauma involved in that. I can remember at 12 years old, uh, wanting to buy Pertussinate cough syrup mm-hmm. because it was the it had the most alcohol in it, and 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 drinking, you know that. I mean, so the the behavior even at a young age, uh, and we can try to say why. Well, you know, I think trauma has a lot to do with that. A broken family, um, you know, life. I, and I think you're right. Fatherless. Not having a dad is so it, it, it damages the child mm-hmm. more than people think, and and that is a big problem in our society today. Is mm-hmm. uh, fathers that are not being fathers, um, and I know you've had some traumas in your life as well. Uh, I mean, you had a dad that was there, well, but he, he was, was so, there, but he was <laughs> right. He, he he was so busy building his business. Yeah. Uh, that that it really wasn't there, and I you know I don't want to downplay my father no, no, at all. No, you know that's no. what this isn't about. But uh-huh. you know it's true. I mean you know um, my dad never once told me he loved me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And I think love is a big. So then you got to find your self worth, and then where do we find our self worth? A lot of mm-hmm. times we'll find it in the wrong places. Mm-hmm. You know we travel the wrong roads, and you know I I uh, I've had a what I did is I went to a neighbor's house. I had this older gentleman, and I really don't want to talk about it, but I had an older gentleman that lived next door, and um, we he would smoke weed with us. You know, I'm, I'm 10, 11 years old, you know, and he would smoke weed with us, and he'd get us drunk and stuff like that, and then when we were passed out, he'd start molesting us. And um, 
you know, it, it made a huge impact in my life, you know, and it, and it made me feel dirty. Mm-hmm. It made me feel like I, I, I wasn't accepted, you know, I'm ashamed, you know, here I am a young man. I think I'm a young man at this time, you know, and I can't protect myself and I, you know, and this is happening. And, uh, you know, so I tried to cover it up. I, I've done a lot of stupid things in my life, and I've made a lot of wrong decisions. You know, but God is good. You know, I found God, and, and you know, because of my trials and, and the things that have happened in my life, I want to turn that around and use it for good and help somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, that, that out of your brokenness, you can, the light of Christ can shine. And and uh, and I know that it's very very difficult for you to to share that. I know you've shared with a few people, but this is the first time you've really just come out public and shared that experience. And I could feel that. Yeah. Um, but again, in order for us to get uh, sober, we we do have to deal with painful situations. We just Dale was just saying, he said, "Why would anybody trust you?" And 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 because he wanted to pose the question, and and I could tell it riled you up a little bit. <laughs> It did a little bit. <laughs> he was even pacing around in the studio. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, and that, that that is true. But the fact of it is, is you know the disciples said, "How many times should we forgive our brother? Mm-hmm. Seven times." He said, "I say seventy times seven. And immediately they said, "Increase our faith." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but but it is true in life. Ministry is always taking a risk, whether it's a mission missionary going to a foreign country that may end up getting his head cut off or her or or whatever it is ministries a risk but we need to be willing to give our lives if necessary uh for the gospel he said he that will lay down his life will find it so so we say that you know mm-hmm. and i i i i i a thousand percent agree with you but what about people who have laid down their lives time and time and time and time and time again for that addict in their life? You know, how do they how do they sort out how, how they're helping people as opposed to how they're enabling somebody? Uh, I, exactly. I think that's that's uh, and, and that that's something that uh, that folks out there are. Yeah, I know that, mm-hmm. that there's people listening mm-hmm. right now that are having those issues with their families and and uh, and they're they're hurting too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, how do we? How do we? How do we? How do we know? How do yeah. we? How do we uh, figure that out? What do we do? Well, it's the same way with people on the street corner that are begging for money. You right. know, how do we do that? Do we go buy them a burger? Is that the better way? And and I do think we need the Holy Spirit to try to help us in you know when and how we deal with that. Guide us. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. I mean, if we keep bailing somebody out the same way over and over and over, maybe we are enabling. Right. And and so then we need to maybe readjust. Yeah. And how we help. Jeremy? You know, with this with this program that we're doing, Pastor, you know, it's not just about the other people. It's about me, too, because it gives mm-hmm. me a purpose. Right. You, you know, and that will help keep me sober as well. You know, if we have a purpose in our life, it really deters us from using those drugs or doing anything else because, you know, it's it becomes more fulfilling. We we actually understand we fit into a certain place. Right. You, right. you know, purpose. and and I think that's that's the main purpose of our program is that I want to get other people involved into it, mm. so that way they can feel like they're a part of something that they can help create something. Right. You know, it's great to build something. Mm. 
You know what I mean? But we got to build it, establish it. But I don't want it to just stop. I want it to keep going. Right. You know, I, that, the sky right. is the limit. I mean, we could help prisoners come out of jail and 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 teach them how to, to, to build things, mm -hmm. you know, to give them employment. You know, eventually I see us having a, a home for, for addicts and for, for people coming out of jail. And, and, you know, that's really how far I think God could take this. We got to take a break here in just a couple minutes. And I want to remind you that the phone lines are open, 725-9224. We're speaking with Jeremy St. Hilaire and uh, uh, Bob Bomier today, Pastor Bob Bomier, And they're starting a program called The Way Out. And um, it's not that far out. It is the way out, mm -hmm. but it's not far out. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I think that there's people out there today that would like to uh, ask you some questions, Jeremy, and maybe dealing with some of these issues themselves. And who better could they talk to than somebody who's been, uh, been down that road themselves? Mm, that's right. So we're going to take a break now. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Our phone number is 725-9224. That's area code 207-725-9224. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Simple Faith. My name is Dale Carlson. I'm here with uh, Pastor Bob Bomier, as always. And our guest today is Jeremy St. Hilaire. And we are having a hilarious time today, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots going on here. But uh, uh, Jeremy is starting a program. Jeremy and uh, Pastor Bob are starting a program called The Way Out. And it's uh, meant to minister to, uh, to drug addicts, which both Pastor Bob and uh, Jeremy have... Um, different levels of experience in right now uh, bob has been uh, sober for uh, did you say 42, 42 years 42 years and and jeremy's been sober for how long jeremy well april 9th is my sobriety date um but i haven't used heroin since january 28th of 2020 mm -hmm. so um i did have a slip up and then april 8th i ended up getting drunk and getting an oui mm -hmm. you know it's just yeah. that quick that it can happen yeah 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 yep. so where do we want to go from here jeremy um, I'm not really sure to be honest with you. I was, uh, we were just talking about, you know, families and fathers, you know, mm -hmm. and as a father, my father, I, like I said earlier, he never said that he loved me, but I, on April 3rd, I'm sitting in that jail cell and I got a letter from my wife, you know, and it, it wasn't very good. And, um, I got denied going to the Salvation Army rehab. And I felt Jesus put his hands on my shoulder and he said that he loved me yep. and that he would be here with yep. me. Yep. You know, he told me he loved me. When mm -hmm. I felt like the world despised me, mm -hmm. like they hated me, you know, God said that he loved me. Yeah. I mean, how amazing is that? I mean, I, and, it, and it really did. It changed my life, mm -hmm. you know. And, and now my main goal is to let people know that he loves them too. Mm -hmm. Amen. You know, and and how do we do that? Mm -hmm. By loving them. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, you say all the time on this program, the two greatest commandments, and, and the whole law is fulfilled by these commandments. That's right. To love thy God with all thy heart, thy strength, thy soul, and thy mind, and the second is like unto the first, to love thy neighbor as thyself. Right. So how do we love our neighbors? Mm. It's by, I mean, how do we love God? It's by loving our neighbors. Right. By showing other people compassion and love. and. Yeah. You know, in Matthew 25, it talks about, Jesus talks about the Great Commission and about, you know, he says, you know, when you gave meat to me and when you fed me and when you clothed me, when I was naked and you clothed me and when I was in prison, you visited me, you know, and, and they said, Lord, when did we do this? Mm -hmm. He says, when you did it unto one of these, you have done it unto me. That's right. 
you know, and, and that just, I mean, when you really dig into the Bible and you start looking at the love of, of Jesus and how God really loves you and cares about you and you understand that, it just can change your whole entire world. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to give now. I, you know, they say a tree is known by its fruit. Mm -hmm. You know, and you asked me earlier, how do we trust a drug addict? Mm -hmm. And it really, to be honest with you, it takes time. Mm -hmm. And I believe that tree will start showing mm -hmm. fruit. It says that we are planted uh, by the rivers of water. And due season, our, you know, we will uh, bear fruit. Mm -hmm. You know, so I just... And it's, it's not a it's not an immediate thing, uh, Bob. You've you've been you've been side by side with Jeremy for twenty three yes, years many now. Many years. Twenty three years. Yeah, yeah twenty three years, and it it takes some time. So, you know, between you two guys, uh, you know, you've you've been almost like a dad to Jeremy in in many ways, and and uh, and um, and but you needed to hear that from your real father. Uh, I, I'm sure that that uh, that your pastor showed you love a lot of times. So how do you you know how how would you recommend that uh, the Christian community reach out to uh, to people with uh, drug addicts and people with uh, with that those issues? Well, you know, I I think the true epidemic right now is drug use is is addicts. You know, people are dying by the thousands and millions because of of, of heroin. A hundred thousand last year alone in the United States. And we we hear heroin. about COVID, but we don't mm -hmm. hear about that as much because COVID I think covers that up a bit. Yeah, it does. You know, and COVID. You know, I just my one of my really good friends yes. growing up. He just lost his mother yesterday. To COVID, and it was somebody you knew well too. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, I used to call her mom growing up, and I, I, I hope that everybody will pray for their family, um, you know, through this time of trial and and sorrow. You know, I must, I, you know, I haven't had the experience of losing my mother yet. You know, and but I know that they will come, and I, you know, I just, I pray that she has a quick and easy way. But, you know, are we telling people about Jesus? Mm -hmm. Are we, are we living? You know, Jesus says to live like I live, to be an example. Mm -hmm. Are we being an example? Well, I think of Matthew five sixteen. It says, "Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven." Well, I think that's I think that's key, Bob. Is that uh, we want to talk about people hearing our good words, but the Bible says, "Let's see your good works." Good works. Yeah, it's not not just uh, it's not just about telling people about Jesus. It's about living Jesus being an example. Being an example, you know. I think, mm -hmm. I think, uh, you know, I'm I, I'm going to be seventy years old in three months. I can't believe that, but I've been around for a while, and I have never in my life seen anything close to the chaos that our country is oh in today. Oh And uh, and you know, we want to. It seems like we want to solve these problems either on the Dem the Democrats want to solve it their way, the Republicans want to solve it their way, mm. and I think we're pretty. I'm, I'm pretty convinced it's not going to happen either way, and that Jesus has given us a a a, a, a different way to settle these problems, and it's not by by uh, uh, legislating them; it's by by actually loving people like Jesus loved us. Amen. And so, uh, so you know, I just think it's time for people to to realize that that uh, we're different. We're different than the Republicans, Republicans and the Democrats. Doesn't mean you can't vote or you don't have a have a, a way that you're leaning. But it, there's a there's a way of dealing with things. There's a there's a strategy that God has given us to deal with those things, and uh, and and it's it's different than than uh, 
politics. Well, I think we're so busy fighting against each other, nobody's really taking the time to understand one another and to love one another. Yeah, and I think as Christians, we, we are so bent on telling everybody else how they should live you know that we uh, we forget that you know that these are the things that we should be doing, and uh, and not just pointing the finger, but by by going out and and uh, and really really doing what Jesus called us to do. Well, there's no spiritual gift called criticism. <laughs> <laughs> Some people have that I, gift. <laughs> I think I know a few. I think I know. A few. I, in fact, I could <laughs> I could fill a room with them. You know, me and Pastor were talking on the way here, actually. I was asking him about the wheat and the tares. You know, because God says that he sends us out as sheep amongst wolves. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But he does send us out. He puts us into that world. And, you know, like the, the gardener, he goes out and he plants good seed. And, and then the enemy comes in and he plants the weeds and the, mm -hmm. the, the tares, as they mm -hmm. call it in the Bible. You know, and so and so what they want to do is that the... the uh, the people that are working for him, they said, didn't you plant good seed? And he says, yeah, I planted good seed. And and they said, well, let's go pull the weeds. And he says, no, if you pull the weeds, you're going to pull the weeds. So our job is not to judge people and to cast them out and to do these things. That's Jesus' job. To, yeah. You know, he's going to be the yeah, ultimate the judgment in the end. Exactly. You know, so our job is just to love everybody. I think that's, I think that's yeah. so key mm. because I think as Christians, we think that, uh, that, that it's it, Jesus said our job that's our job description is a lot this is my mm -hmm. commandment Jesus said that thou shall love one another as I have loved you and so we think that those result those that love has to have some results and Jesus says that's the job of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. it's it's not oh. not our job to change people it's our job to love people and uh, it's the Holy Spirit's job to change people, and and a lot of times we don't trust the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. to do His job. Yeah, we yeah, try to right. rush it. We try to do the Holy Spirit. Yeah, we, we don't trust key. Him, and so yeah. we got to get in there. We got to change people. Right. We got to poke them until yeah. they change, and and uh, then they get frustrated with us, and we walk away. We say, Ah, no, I don't want to do that anymore. I can try. I can tell you from experience, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Pastor can yeah. too. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's got to be the Holy Spirit that works within you that does the yeah. change. Yeah. Well, and you got to be willing and wanting to change. In John, in John seventeen twenty six. This is Jesus' prayer to his Father. He said, And I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it. And the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. You know, and that's what Jesus really wants for us. You know, he takes us out of the world. He said, uh, you know, he calls us a peculiar people. And the word peculiar means odd. Odd to the natural man. And we should be an odd people. In other words, we need to love, have joy, have peace, when it doesn't seem logical to have that. Right. God wants us to have yeah. that. Even in the midst of this this horrible thing that's going on in our nation, we need to have that joy. You know, and there's we need to have yeah, there's such a need for us to uh, to to be different, to be that peculiar people right now and to uh to reach out to the uh, people in this uh in this culture in our our own culture i got a question from the uh the uh the uh the control room here nathan's okay. got a question and he says he says so how does one love someone who seems hell-bent on slapping you away <laughs> yeah, and, and and you know, a lot of times we, we do that with addicts, right? Mm. We push them away. Well, we, a lot we, of times the addicts are, you know, you try to love an addict, and they, they, they push you away. That, too. Yeah. It can be, you, you know, it's like the prodigal father. I mean, yeah. what story are you telling? Yeah. Mm. You know, so. 
Well, well I want to just say this. Um, there's a lot of animal lovers out there, and I'm one myself. And say you found a stray cat or a stray dog. I mean, they're not, you could reach out real quick and get bit. You you know what I mean, and and yeah. I think sometimes with with people is is they don't know why you're reaching out to them, and and they could bite you. But that's where we need to be patient with them. I mean, I trust becomes a big thing, right? Yeah, you, you know what I mean. You have to learn how to trust people. I mean, and you have to build that trust, and and trust takes time. Yeah, you know, I think everybody's been hurt. I mean, addicts have been hurt by people that have been they've been let down by people, and people who are trying to help addicts have been hurt by addicts and been let down mm -hmm. by them, or or anybody in particular. It doesn't have to be an addict. It could be anybody, you know. And so you have to build that trust. And I think that's why I love our program so much the way I was, because that's what we're trying to do right now is build mm -hmm. those relationships to build that trust. You, uh, The phone lines are open. You can call us at 725-9224. That's area code 207-725-9224. Uh, I am sure that there are people out there who have uh, either are addicts and uh, looking for the way out or people who have... Uh, had addicts that are in in their families that have uh, struggled and, and mm. have been hurt by the addicts. Uh, you know, this is your day, and uh, you can talk to somebody who's uh, who's actually, I believe, really uh, made a commitment to uh, have his life changed. Now, uh, call in seven two five nine two two four. But uh, but you you've uh, you've also changed some minds in the uh, in the in the arena of folks that are counseling you and supporting you, haven't you, Jeremy? I mean, there's there's people that are, uh, you know, some of these uh, programs that you've been through to help you are now wanting to send people to your program. That's correct. Um, you know, Catholic Charities, my counselor over there, she says she loves the fact of the compassion that I have and, and the ideas that we have for this program, and she'd love people to come. Mm -hmm. You know, she's she's had, she's offered people to go you know but you can always point somebody to drink into the water but that doesn't mean they're gonna drink right. it you know yep. what i mean but drug court and main pretrial they're willing to work with us too and what they're doing is they during those programs you have to attend so many meetings a week mm -hmm. and they're accepting those meetings and taking them them off you know because like when you first get into drug court it's four meetings a week that you have mm -hmm. to do you have to attend four aa meetings or go to church or any you know a type of a, a group meeting and um so that they've accepted our program and they allow people to do that to to take that one meeting off a week or whatever. because it's, it's different from alcohol aa because it's for drug addicts it well it's really for anybody that's addicted to anything that wants to come for the support yeah we're not biased uh, but <laughs> but if a drug addict goes to aa they're told they can't speak is that um, on certain aspects, yes. I mean, it, some of them, they, they want to focus more on the alcohol basis of it. I think alcohol is more socially acceptable than somebody who's got a needle in their arm. You, you right. know what I mean? But um, with our program, you know, the thing is, is that, like, when you go to AA, it's kind of like they have this, this, uh, how do I want to it's say a format it? or it's a certain format that they follow and I mean you go in and then you know you say hi I'm an addict you know what I mean and then you gotta you speak and then everybody gets up and they say a certain prayer and stuff like that you know and some people don't like that you know okay. and so they they need to find some other way to be able to express mm -hmm. themselves 
And I and I almost feel like AA also doesn't offer that uh, opportunity where you can get right into the program and offer your own piece of advice and mm -hmm. and 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 help point people to that. You know what I mean? Because what I want to do is I want to pull people in and make them to be a part of this program. You know, help build this program with us. Mm. You know, uh, to they, participate. To, in yeah, it as I mean, well. I mean, everybody needs to participate. I, I and I strongly encourage that. You know, I. I would rather have somebody come in and say, "Hey, well, can we do this? Can we talk about this?" You know, and I mm -hmm. and I believe that's why AA is missing too, mm -hmm. as well. So, so that's what you're going to add. So when you say everybody involved, you're talking about addicts, not uh, not not people from outside the. I'm talking world. about anybody yeah. can join this. I, I you know you don't have to be an addict to come to the meeting. I mean, you can see what's going on. I mean, you can, uh, you know, we feed people, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, you can make something and send it in. Mm -hmm. I see, okay. Y you know, you can mm -hmm. offer your time, offer your money. I, We've you know, I mean, some of the ladies said they'd like to make some food. Or, yeah. Or yeah. We welcome any of that. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a program for everybody because there is, there's really no... No, but I mean there is boundaries, obviously. But there, I mean, there, it's not like we're gonna sit here and say, "Hey, you can't come because you you can't do this." You know, we need everybody's input. You know, I'm trying to build a program where everybody can help us build it. You know, not it's not just a one man show, mm -hmm. not a dictator show. Yeah, but a one where we all. I want it to be a group. Yeah. So yeah. how how are you coming? Maybe the next session we've got a, just a couple minutes before we have to take another break. But uh, but you know the specifics. How you how where, where are you going with the program, uh, Jeremy and Bob? Um, you know, and, and uh, I know that this is just something that's mm -hmm. just getting started, and this is uh, uh, really actually we got a we got a caller here now. Do we have time to take that caller before the break, Nate? Okay. Yep. I guess we got a caller. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna put off our break and and we're going to uh, to uh, take this call. So uh, as soon as this uh, person as we get this person identified here, we'll uh, we'll 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 we'll, we'll take we'll take the call. So so I'm glad to hear. So yeah. Jeremy. Yes, Dan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this has been kind of a wild program too, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We started, we started this, uh, you know, uh, the minute you walked in the door, Ooh. and uh, and uh, it's 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 been a it's it's always good to talk to you. It's always Thank good you. to talk to you. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I just want to offer my time and my, you know, whatever God wants me to do. Yeah. You know. Um, okay, we've got Jim on the line. Uh, I believe he's from Portland. Uh, Jim, are you there? We're looking forward to hearing from you. Jim, are you there? Yep. Yeah. Oh, hi, hi Jim. You? Jim Barnes from Portland. Yeah. How are you, Jim? Uh, <laughs> I have a question for Jeremy. Okay. Go ahead. Jeremy, you made a statement that really grabbed me, and I, I and I wanted to understand it. You said, I found God. Yeah. How the, what does that mean? How did you do that? Well, to be honest with you, I, th I think that uh, he, he, 
I think it was through my brokenness, to be honest with you, Jim. You know, I was completely broken and I was searching and I had heard about God throughout all my life, you know, but I, I really didn't have a, a true, clear understanding, you know, but I kept seeking and I, and, you know, and, and then God has brought me through so many different points in my life, you know, I, I, um, this isn't your first rodeo as a Christian, is it? No, no. I've been up and down for, you know. And a grandmother. Yeah, my grandmother, she was always praying for me. And, I mean, she's really been the light of the family. She's planted the seeds. And I'm, I'm starting to see it spread throughout our entire family right now, you know. Um, well, but I get the impression, Jeremy, that, that then from what you're saying, that finding God was really a matter of running out of answers. Yeah, I found him in my brokenness. That you had finally, there was nothing that gave you an answer, not even a needle. That's right. You know, um, as an addict, you know, we we don't want to have to be dependent upon that drug. You, you know, that's we just want to escape our reality of that moment. You know, and then unfortunately, that drug becomes our, we need it to be able to function, you, you know, and it becomes our demise, you know. But it doesn't offer us anything, you know. Everything that well, I thought that drug and alcohol offered me, it offered me nothing. But Christ offered me it all. Mm -hmm. So wow. it really, really was you looking, for, you looking for God, and and God found you. Yeah, I mean, I think we all have a hole in our heart, right? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. got something yeah. that we got this yanking that we we need, and you know, we're always trying to fill it with everything else. Mm -hmm. And but God says, "I'm right here. Yeah, this is all you need well, to fill Jeremy, that hole." Would you say then it's possible to get high on Jesus? Of course. You know, I, I feel the Holy Spirit sometimes. I'm sitting there praying and I'm seeking God. And I feel higher than I've ever felt in my life. You know, yeah. that, that needle and that <laughs> drug never had touched what I felt with Jesus. Mm -hmm. oh, wow. And that's the honest truth. You know, just that, that great feeling, that feeling it, when you're immersing yourself in God's love, there's nothing like it. Yeah. Amen. That's okay. Right. Okay. So there is an answer for folks who have no answers at all. Yes, there is. There's Jim. a way out. There yeah. is. There is. The <laughs> way out. Jesus says, "I'm the way, the, the truth, way, and the, the life." Truth and the life. Amen. That's right. Yeah. So, oh well. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you. You're wow. welcome, Jim. Thank you, Jim. Oh. All right. We're going to take a break now. It's uh, we're a little bit late, but uh, that was a worthwhile. Uh, Amen. Uh, conversation yeah, and i want to leave else it. Out there. yeah somebody else out there 725-9224 jeremy is here and love to talk to you so give us a call god bless we'll be back in a minute Amen. welcome back to simple faith radio this is dale carlson i'm here with pastor bob bomier and uh, jeremy st hilaire and you know this conversation doesn't stop when we go on break it just keeps right on rolling here in yes, the in the does. studio and there's just so much to talk about, and and uh, while while you were gone, uh, we were while while we were gone, we were talking about you know um, the addict you know has has a lot of barriers to overcome, to uh, to get through all the damage that they've done and all the to themselves and to others around them. But those that are those that have uh, been trying to uh, that have a have a a child or a spouse or, or a, a relative that uh, somebody that's close to them uh, that's an addict you know they've been through it too and it's just not one-sided thing and and I, I, I just get a little concerned as we're talking here that that uh, we're you know we, we're, we're saying that those people haven't done enough they have to do something more and they have to keep on doing something um, that uh, 
that you know maybe they haven't they're they just feel incapable of doing at this point uh, you know uh, so well, uh, I, I just want to say ahead. this I'm sorry you know we talk about risk and you know when the world's willing to take a risk in the drug program when they could easily incarcerate this person mm -hmm. to make sure they don't do another burglar to make sure they don't do that they're taking a risk by putting them into a drug program if the world is at a position where it's willing to take risks, how much more should we as the children of God be willing to take a risk mm. and reach out? And I just wanted to throw that out. No, there. and you got a point there because all these secular places, they, that's what they're doing. They're, you know, they're saying, okay, well, jail's not working, mm -hmm. you know. So let's bring these programs in. And, and that's why, why I believe Catholic Charities and Drug Court are saying, hey, we want to start sending people to your program. Because they're starting to see that the secular way doesn't work because still there's that emptiness inside you. You know, I, and we've got so many barriers to overcome and just, you know, and it's only Jesus that mm -hmm. can do it. You know, I mean, we can try as mm -hmm. parents and as friends and as, you know, I mean, I, I come from an addict's perspective, but, you know, I watched my family struggle. Mm -hmm. you, you know, they put a lot of hope in me. They've thrown things at me, and I've squandered that. I've, I've stole from them. I've, you know, and I mistreated them. I've lied. I've cheated. I, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, the sky's the limit. I mean, you guys have both witnessed that, mm -hmm. you know, and only Jesus can do the transformation mm -hmm. and the change. But our job is to love them. Yeah. That's right. You, you know. Yeah, that's your job and my job, and, yes. and uh, it may be too much for somebody else to do right now. But, but mm -hmm. as Christians, you know, coming around the the uh, the drug addicted and picking up those places where the families have have just had to say enough. You know, I can't do this anymore. Um, well, well, Dale, the thing you you keep you you talk about me and what I've gone through with with Jeremy, right? But the things you've gone through with Jeremy as well. Yeah, we, I mean, we can we can talk about that for a while. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just uh, saying, <laughs> uh, like like uh, Dale was because uh, Jeremy mentioned about a business. Uh, you know, how do you you take risk in business? And and Dale was saying, well, uh, I really lim minimize my risk by going through certain procedures before I begin. He said, uh, but he said you're the exception. <laughs> um, yeah. You know. Uh, well, he, yeah, that's that's true. I mean, he's a human being, not a business. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and so it's easier for me to do it than it might be for a family member who's yeah, right. really invested everything in that individual. Yes, yes. And uh, and come up short, you know. Uh, to me, you know, I I uh, I, you know, honestly, I was burned by Jeremy several years ago when he worked for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, but you know, there's something in Jeremy that I can see now that's, oh, yes. that's very Definitely. very different. And, and uh, and so you know, I want to take that risk. But you know, I, I I I honestly, Jeremy, and I'm telling you this for the first time, but you probably know this already. I put my toe in the water a little bit at first. Yeah. It wasn't something I jumped in and said I'm <laughs> going to jump in or sink and swim. And uh, mm -hmm. and but uh, but you know, I wanted to give you a chance. And uh, and uh, and Bob, I know that that his his uh, fall this last time devastated you. I mean, yes, it was it devastating did, to it you. Did. And, uh, it did. It, it was like the cherry on the top that right. made me want to retire. Right. And you did retire for a while. Well, I did. Uh, <laughs> in my mind, yeah. I, I think more than anything. Yeah. But it, it, that didn't work out. God was not going to yeah. let me off that easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah, that, I, I get that. <laughs> you know, I can, I can tell you as an addict, I've broken my own heart. 
you know, because yeah. I make commitments and it, I don't want to hurt nobody. Yeah. That's not my intention. Yeah. When I think I'm going to be able to do something, I'm really hoping that I can do it. But really, I'm only foolish, fooling myself. It's because, you know, can I squeeze yourself for another day? You know, yeah. I really do want to do the right thing. Yeah. yeah, I know. You know, and I want to make that right step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, man, the drugs just take over. Mm. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's like you're, you don't have the wheel anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember you—you you know, you called me from the county jail, and I was—I was mad. I was <laughs> yeah, lecturing you good, and you finally yeah. said, uh, "Well, Pastor, I got to go take a shower <laughs> <laughs> and wash it all off." Huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're human. Yeah, yeah. we are. Yeah. You know, and, I, and to be honest with you, that was the first <laughs> time that I felt anguish from you on on that level. You know, but that clicked to me too. You know, I mean, how far do I have to go and how many people do I have to lose before I'm going to find myself, yeah. y- y- you know? And, you know, God says, seek and you shall find. Knocking and the door shall be open, yeah. you know? So are we seeking? Are we knocking? Are we asking God? Well, I think sometimes, Jeremy, uh, you know, given the fact that, uh, that that you've been through this transformation, you know, and I think I think uh, I don't think I'm I'm the right person. To, uh, to do that kind of a ministry because I haven't had that experience. You know, Pastor Bob has had that experience 42 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you know, I think God has uniquely blessed you with these experiences if you want to if you want to call exactly. it exactly so that uh, that you can you can be someone who represents Christianity in a way mm-hmm. that that we can't. And uh, so, so uh, I just I, I think that's wonderful. But I, I think I think that's a that's a heavy burden to bear. Mm. Well, you know, I, I'm not going to uh, sugarcoat this. You know, God says He picks the bottom of the barrel, and I guess that's me. Well, He chose <laughs> fishermen, and and, uh, and if you lift, listen to some people, I'm the bottom of the barrel too. <laughs> well, well, that's what I always say about ministry. You've got to you've, you've got to learn how to love the whole person, the one that's been broken. The one that is that has hurt people, but because he said, out of our brokenness, his light will shine. Mm-hmm. And you know, like you're saying, Dale, I have brokenness, but not the way you have. So, right. so the light won't shine through my brokenness. Maybe in a way that's going to be beneficial to you, but might be for others. Right. You, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But really, we go through this world for a reason. If it was just to get saved then why don't we just go to heaven immediately uh, the minute we're saved? But he said, I send you into the world as sheep among wolves. We've got a job to do. He's given us a job description. Yes, he has. You know, um, as an addict, you know, I I really, I've I've watched my family go through the ringer. You know, I got three children. You know, I can't imagine what I put them through. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, I thank God that, you know, I was a very active father in, in certain ways. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, I love you guys and don't do what dad does. You know what I mean? But that doesn't always work, you know. It doesn't ever work. <laughs> yeah, I know, I yeah. know, I know. Right. You yeah. know. And a broken marriage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know. Just brokenness. Yeah, and that's all it was is just brokenness, you know. But I've gotten to know your kids, Jeremy, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not the only one that thinks God has done something in your life. I see those kids uh, uh, have have really responded to a, a dad that they've never known before. Mm. 
and uh, and I, I just I think one, that's one in yeah. one in college, uh, another uh, young lady that's a beautiful young lady, and she's one of the best workers. You know, I mean, she gets stuff and motivates and goes forward. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. In yeah. fact, we got a coffee today uh, <laughs> that she got us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a son in uh, son in high school. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. That, that's, yeah. That's a challenging one. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, he's still a teenager. He's, 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 li he's living with his dad, and uh, and. Uh, and uh, and that relationship between you is something that I don't think you've had with any of the other kids because you've you've been able you've been uh, you've been so yeah I've been out of it really yeah I mean really I I try to think and I'm trying to think back and I you know I don't remember most of my life yeah you know I I was so high through most of it yeah. I, it's kind of like a blur yeah you know and and. Uh, you know, I don't want to sit here and, and, and regret anything because I just thank God for where he's bringing me. Yeah. You know, we, we were looking at this grant deal, and, you know, and I'm thinking that things things are going to go great. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I mean? But God opens up certain doors. He shuts yes, doors yeah. and he opens yeah. doors, you know. And I, now I my case manager, she couldn't come to work. I don't know what, what happened to her. But the 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 guy that's on top of main pretrial took over her case, and I and I expressed to him I was thinking about taking a little bit of a course in um, counseling, mm -hmm. you, you know, especially where we're starting this program and I need to brush up. I mean, I'm always studying, you know. But I'm thinking maybe I want to get a degree or something and take an eight week class. And he pointed me into the direction. I met a guy named Doug Dunbar, and then. All of a sudden, I find out that there's all these federal grants, and I'm probably going to a two-year college. And I, n I never <laughs> thought I was going back to college. That's you, awesome. You know, it's like I see God working, and I'm very thankful. Amen. You know, I it it just you know scripture. We talk about scripture all the time. You know, I, I remember somebody telling me this, quoting this to me in my face when I was uh, going through maybe one of the roughest times in my life. Mm -hmm. He said, "All things work together for good." For those who love God and called according to His purpose, and I wanted to punch the guy because I was so, <laughs> so, uh, so upset. But he's right, and uh, and uh, I my my life is in a different place than it was then, uh, and and uh, and even everything you're you've gone through, God is mm -hmm. going to use that, Jeremy, in 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 ways that uh, you can't even imagine, uh, if you allow Him to do that, That's and right. uh, and That's if you right. uh, you know and and if you. Uh, you keep following God. There's going to be things that uh, that, that that you're able to do that uh, because of what you've been go going through, not not in spite of it, but because of what you've gone through. Well, we think that our struggles are a curse. You know what I mean? But sometimes they're the biggest blessing. Well, it's what Marianne Dean said. This is the this is the path yes. that God she has for you. She lost her arm. She lost her arm, and she mm -hmm. was one of our guests here. She says, "I lost my arm," and I just decided to thank God for that because because this is the path that that. Uh, that uh, God has chosen for me. So this is a path God has chosen for you, Jeremy, That's and I'm right. so I'm so grateful. It's so good to see you. And uh, and, uh, and and remember the program, the way out. It's 89 Broadview Avenue in Auburn, Maine, and we'd love on a Thursday night for you to come check it out at 6:30. Yeah, even if you're not an addict, he's saying. Yeah, Jeremy right. says, yeah, come, come on in and take a watch a video and see That's what's right. going on in, in the mind of an addict. That's so. right. Yeah. And he have some dinner. Yeah. We, we want to educate everybody, and we do offer a dinner. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Jeremy. God bless you. We'll be back next Saturday at 3 o'clock. Come join us, and who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> That's right. God bless. <laughs>